0: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time it is that you inky savages are joining us for episode number one hundred and seventy-nine of the Penboy Roy Pentertainment Podcast. We are back. I am back. I'm on vacation for the next what, ten, eleven days. Vacay. Vacay. Nice. Yeah. So we've been. I've been away. I've been away taking care of stuff. And you know, it's a funny story. We'll talk about it later after the sponsorships, but. I'll talk about it a little bit right now. You know what? My show. I can do whatever the hell I want. So anyway, what happened was we, Tom and I, we recorded an episode previously, a previous episode number 179. And what I found was due to exhaustion and I guess a lot of stress and work nonstop, I wasn't coherent during the whole episode. I was was listening to it and I'm editing it and I'm like... I can't, I'm not publishing this. They're going to think I've lost my mind. I was rambling and I was babbling and it was not a good episode.
1: But I mean, how different was that from a normal episode? (laughs) I'm just kidding. No, you were, you were really, you just seem really out of it. But I mean, I I was, I was fine with just saying, you know, because we wanted to make people at least like feel as though it's like, Hey, you know, we're, we're still here. You know, we didn't have a falling out and, and you haven't decided to disappear off the face of the earth, but, I, at the same time, I get it. It's like it's all about quality for you guys, and wanting mm. to make sure that we provide a, a good episode, even right. though there's a plenty of nonsense in the episode. But normally, you know.
0: Yeah, I just didn't want people to watch the episode and be like, "Dude, what's wrong with him? He needs to go to a hospital, or he needs he needs some sort of." I was just really exhausted. I was stressed out. You know, it was just a very difficult last couple of months. And I'm on vacation, and then at the end of vacation, it'll be another difficult couple of months. But mm. I think because of how things are, I think we'll be able to make sure we're back on track with the... I'm just wiping my screen. We, we're back on track. We, we could do this every weekend and make sure that the episodes get up. Last Before, it was just so chaotic, and there was nothing that I could do about it. I wasn't home 90% of the time. And when I was home, I was knocked out just to be not home for the next couple of weeks, right? So anyway, we're back. And I'm really excited because I do want to talk about a fountain pen that had been with me for the last couple of months. And it'll be a surprising pen. But before we do Mm. that, I have to talk about our sponsorships because it has been a while. I'm definitely in, I owe some sponsorship reads. So here goes. We're going to talk about Goldspot. Make sure you check out Goldspot pens using the affiliate link in the description below. Please make all your fountain pen purchases and make sure to use the coupon code in order to score yourself additional savings on most of the products on the Goldspot website. And extra discounts are going to come real handy, being that the holidays are coming up, Christmas is coming up, you got to stuff that tree underneath that tree with stuff that's, you know, penny related pen i mean pen-y pen related so check out your future christmas gifts for yourself and for other people at goldspot.com using the affiliate link below and now time for the coupon code because i forgot what it was
1: oh we were going to uh, we were going to change it uh, the the last time we recorded it's going to be foliage
0: right why do you have yes. to do that because because i, I can't spell foliage <laughs> no really i really am not f o
1: F O L I A G E,
0: foliage. Good for you, show off. <laughs> now, there's something else we have to talk about when it comes to the sponsorships. And this is, this actually, I'm going to let you take the reins on this one because I don't know what you're going to, I don't know what you're talking about. The product. Okay.
1: Yeah. I, so, I don't know what it is. So, uh, but as many of our listeners know, our other podcast sponsor, longtime podcast sponsor, is Luxury Brands of America. So, Bryce who is the awesome fellow over there at Luxury Brands America, often uh, sends us the items to then say, hey, how about this as our sponsorship read of the week? And one of the things that we talked about was the fact that I had worked with Endless Recorder and then also with Luxury Brands America, with Bryce particularly, to create the... Endless Ink Journal, which is a notebook for fountain pen and ink enthusiasts, uh, available exclusively at inkjournal.com. That includes uh, pages of which, has these awesome end pages here, which uh, have little nibs on them. And then plus it has information in regards to all the various aspects that you'd want to talk about when it comes with ink and writing samples. So if you're talking about your nib, your flow, saturation, shading, sheen, so all the, the various aspects of a particular ink, that you might want to talk about. And then it has these review pages, of which I have filled out with very pretty inks. And, uh, and you could rate things such as flow and ghosting and uh, sheen, dry time, uh, discuss about where you found the ink and what price you paid for it. And of course, do things like swatches with it. Then you could have kind of a currently inked or a record an ink decks, if you will, of all of the various inks you have reviewed in your ink journal. And on top of that, the very last 12 spreads are all uh, kind of a calendar spread so that you could participate in 30 inks in 30 days, which is a social media challenge that um, I like to host every once in a while that lets you explore 30 different ink colors in 30 days. Or if you decide to do 31, the last very last day is actually split in two with a little dotted line. So, uh, yeah, so this is a, a product that... I had designed, uh, worked on, made prototypes of, and then sent the, uh, design schematics to endless and all the specifications. And then they produced this awesome ink journal. So, uh, Bryce wanted me to talk about it because I sent him a copy to say, Hey, is there anything that, uh, you know, we could do to help, uh, you know promote this awesome thing that you created so i said well did you have one that you could let's say do your color verse ink swatches with or your noodler's ink swatches for social media He's like no i didn't have one. i sent all of the books to you tom so i sent him one back so that he could play with it And he was like dude this thing's awesome i'm fighting with people in the office to use it mm-hmm. so yeah so it's i i like it myself a lot because of course with all of the various inks that i play with i like to have a spot where then i could go back in and say oh well i tried an ink that was like that had some nice sheen was a nice red color what was that ink and the regalia paper that they use on this is very hardy for fountain pen ink meaning that it's not going to feather it's not it's going to be very difficult to bleed through you're gonna to have to use a very a ton of ink to even just try to manage to show through on that paper so it's it's very solid for fountain pens it's got a interesting texture as well so it's got Mm -hmm. a very uh uh, toothy texture about it and it's a solid journal so i i mean i i made it myself but i made it because i wanted to use something like that so right
0: right well awesome that is excellent i like the color it's oh
1: yeah the color of the cover is also my you know one of my loveliest fun colors i love so
0: yeah you totally love that color so Mm -hmm.
1: so so nice so very me Oh, and guess which iMac color I picked for my new iMac.
0: Because
1: they come in different colors. Right. So I'm
0: going to go ahead and guess it's the same cerulean blue turquoise-y look. It's,
1: it's the blue one, yeah. It's the blue.
0: Yeah. I also want to catch up on this other one from Banu. It was supposed to be for the week of November 27th, but, uh, and I'm looking at it and I like it a lot.
1: Oh, is it the hand-painted one?
0: Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking at the photos of it. Okay, and it and it looks really nice. It's this one right here. You
1: see it? Oh, okay. That's the uh, yes, yeah, the other uh, Christmas one. So, so uh, there's berry Christmas, which is the oh no, berry and right? I think it was yeah. I and mean, then there's just... the
0: bear. This is the berry.
1: Yeah, the berry one. Is, there's a bear. There's on it. a bear okay. on it.
0: And then this is like the Christmassy one, I guess. Right.
1: A Christmas twinkle, Christmas twinkle. Right. That's Christmas what it is. Okay. And
0: berry merry Christmas.
1: Yes, berry merry Christmas. Yeah.
0: To celebrate the most wonderful time of the year Benu introduces two christmas themed fountain pens christmas twinkle and berry merry christmas that's mm-hmm. so, that's cute that's cute dork <laughs> crafted using the traditional christmas colors both pens have been produced as a worldwide limited edition i bet you it's one of a kind oh With yeah 500 christmas twinkle pens and just 100 Berry Merry Christmas pens. Mm -hmm. The Christmas Twinkle is distinguished by a captivating glow-in-the-dark effect using blue light, while Berry Merry Christmas is decorated with unique hand-painted art. Both pens have serial numbers engraved on the ring of Christmas Twinkle and hand-painted on the barrel of Berry Merry Christmas. Whenever whenever dash have you
1: oh that's the the other one was the limited edition rainforest one that was the oh, other one that whenever. yeah this is another yeah a that's a, that's the rainforest. other one yeah
0: yeah then there's the retro 51 rainforest pen so i can read that one whenever so mm-hmm. have you purchased the limited edition rainforest retro 51 luxury brand, brand's exclusive tornado they're still around so get them while you got they're gonna run out soon you better grab your frog and finial. A portion of the proceeds from the purchase of this pen will be donated to the Rainforest Trust to help protect endangered animals and landscapes around the world. There are 500 pieces limited worldwide and you can only get them at luxurybrandsofamerica.com/product/retro51. So, please pick that up. It helps the rainforests. The Benu What's the story with that? Can they get that at Goldspot? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, Absolutely, so the, both of
1: them are still Banoe, available.
0: Yeah, get the Banu from Gold Spot, mm-hmm. get the Christmas Twinkle, and the Berry Merry Christmas. And use your
1: coupon Banoe. code, and uh, use the affiliate link first, and then the coupon code Foliage. Foliage. Foliage.
0: foliage. I really dislike that, one, but, I, but it was your turn to pick. So since it's your turn to pick, we'll, we'll
1: pick it. That. We'll pick the new one in the new year. So we'll do
0: that. Yeah, yeah, we'll do yeah. that. But anyway, that's 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 just fine foliage i guess right Mm -hmm. anyway anyway so that's the sponsorship reads for episode number 179 thanks again for joining us and we are going to go through the introduction the whole thing i almost forgot the format of this thing because it's been (laughs) it's been so long but anyway before i get started with this week's episode of the penboy roy pen entertainment podcast i want to give you guys a quick disclaimer this podcast is not scripted and therefore will probably more than likely contain a lot more potty mouth words than usual so before Warren, been Warren, now on the podcast. The, the Penboy, Penboy Roy, 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 Roy Entertainment, Entertainment podcast. podcast. Stay savage. All right, so here we are. We're going to be talking about a fountain pen that I've been using while working. And it might come as a surprise to you because it's not the typical fountain pen that I would probably use on a regular hmm. basis. But what, I've been, what I found myself using throughout the last couple of months was and i haven't been able to use fountain pens that much but when i did use fountain pens i'm going to give you three guesses tom mm. what do you think it would be
1: well i know i can't be a platinum curados because you still have not replaced the one that you have lost for that so but
0: you i you have not replaced the one that i lost
1: i have not replaced the one that right. you have lost um i am going to guess that it is not a popeye pen so can't say that it's a bop by pen um i'm guessing it's not going to be a mont blanc either because i just Mm -hmm. feel like i feel like it would that would be too much for what you're doing um it has to be kind of like a little bit more utilitarian i'm thinking Mm -hmm. so and you're thinking that i'm trying to think i i'm i'm guessing like i feel like also too it can't be conventional it can't be something that's going to be easy to predict so it can't be like let's say a platinum thirty thirty seven seventy six 3776 or uh it can't be like an edison um i'm gonna guess a, like a monteverdi tool pen dude <laughs>
0: did i tell you that
1: no <laughs> is it Don't really fish. a monteverdi is it a monteverdi tool pen <laughs>
0: Yeah, it totally was a Monteverde tool pen. So, I mean, I have this one here. This is the rainbow colored <laughs> one. This is not the one that I was using. I was using the standard yellow one. This mm-hmm. one happens to be rainbow because Neve from Yafa sent it to me. And mm-hmm. I've actually never used the yellow the or rather the the rainbow one. It doesn't really fit my personality, the bright colors. But I was using the Monteverde tool pen and what I found was the reason I went to use that one is because every once in a while I actually needed needed the screws, the screwdrivers, right? And the the Phillips
1: head or the or the flathead bit. Did you use the Phillips mm-hmm. or the flathead bit more?
0: The Phillips more. Okay. I use the Phillips more. And then what I found was I needed a pen that would be able to withstand impact a little bit more dust, mm-hmm. dirt and you know, just impact from hard cracks and stuff like that yeah just all kinds of stuff so that's the one i've been carrying around and i've been using it and i have a newfound appreciation for the monteverde tool pen because of its durability because i mean this is going to sound mean but it's an inexpensive pen and it wouldn't break my heart if (laughs) like it got lost, damaged, got destroyed. Damaged, if it got scratched, if, you know, something like a metal object hit it and scratched yeah. it or anything like that, it just wouldn't have broken my heart. But although, having said that, I do find that I have a great appreciation for it now mm-hmm. because it was definitely handy. Because while I was working and You know, when you're working and you're not home for stretches of time, I think it's easy sometimes to just really focus on the task at hand, the mission of completing whatever it is that you have to do. And you kind of are so focused and tunnel visioned on that that you kind of just, I guess, leave parts of your identity compartmentalized like your home identity you leave that aside mm-hmm. right so while you're doing what you got to do at work and you know you're doing things that you know is you know is just work related you can forget about who you are outside of work but i felt like i had to take a, p- a fountain pen with me knowing i'm not going to be able to use it that much just to remind me of you know, you know, I'm I'm who I am. Yeah. And though I'm ultra-focused and detached from life. I'm- you are reminding
1: yourself what you are doing this for, and that is the pursuit of more fountain pens.
0: Exactly. Exactly. It would have been nice when I got home that a care package from Goldspot showed up on the door. You know, <laughs> but, you know, whatever, man. It's fine. It's fine, you know. But anyway, so, yeah, the Monteverde tool pen, I've been using that here and there, and, you know, it it kept me... It kept me thinking. Oh, the fountain pen side of me is, you know, a big part of me, and won't forget that because you know when you're busy, you don't have time to draw. Like, do you remember how intensely passionate about drawing I was and stuff like yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, after, after getting like so swamped and detached, I just, I just forgot about it. I just lost mm. the drive. I, I haven't been able to think about it, and I'm haven't been on instagram as much i mean i would flip it on and look at it and there's a lot of messages there that i haven't looked at a lot of text messages from friends that i just i see that they text but i don't get back to them right away like mm-hmm. if you're not pinned at the top of my you know phone you know how like you yeah pin text messages like the pin conversations
1: like, sort of, yeah and yeah. the apple iMessages, messages yeah
0: yeah you probably are all the way down on my text messages because I really haven't checked them. And I have been, you know, primarily using my, my work phone and my work iPhone. And my work iPhone is like my primary communication with people at work because it's all like official work stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So my my personal phone was really just checking in with my wife, letting her know, you know, once once a day that, you know, I'm, I'm I'm still alive and stuff like that. <laughs> that was pretty much it. And, you know, like even you, like you would text me uh, I would get back to you like two days later, you know. Oh, that's that's so, usually
1: the way that I operate, too. It was like as yeah. far as ha- how bad I am at texting. So that's just yeah. that you you had to step down to my standard of texting. Right. So, right. yeah.
0: Did you get a new phone in addition to the new computer? I did. Yeah. What'd you get? So uh, 15 Pro. Oh, okay. I got the 15 Pro Max cuz I was like I like the idea of titanium and stuff. Yeah, like I think
1: that. the uh I think mine also has the but mine's not the there's it's not the larger screen. It's just this smaller mm-hmm. the uh it's not the cuz the Max I think it brings it out even more so with this right. the screen size. Yeah.
0: Right, right. I also got the Apple Watch Ultra. Oh, that, nice. That came, yeah, that, that that's really cool. I still haven't figured it all out, but I got I got the
1: Oh, cute. Yeah. Yeah, I got. Is, the is that protector. is it, That is one of your cats, or is that just a generic yeah, cat Garfield. picture? that's Garfield. Nice.
0: Yeah, and I got the screen protector by Spigen. It has an I think it's an alloy frame or something like that. So mm-hmm. it matches. I got orange instead of green because Garfield is orange. This is a paracord band cool. with a with a cobra buckle. Nice. I, I love cobra buckles. Every buckle I have is like a cobra buckle. So it, it'll, it'll never come out. It'll never pop out. And it it's a paracord. It's made by a company called Cordiz, K-O-R-D-I-Z. It was 80 bucks. It was made in America. And wow. the connectors are titanium also. So it looks mm-hmm. cool. I like it. I like it a lot. It is a little snug, because when you order it, Very you, nice. you have to give them the measurements of your wrist. So I mean, it feels a little it more precise. Than I would like. Yeah, I used a garment hmm. tape ruler to measure it and stuff like okay. that. It's still a little too snug, but I guess I'll get used to it. You know, I don't usually wear my watches that snug, but it's fine. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. I like the paracord concept. It's not one of those survival ones where you unravel it and you can use it for something. It's not like that. It's actually fixed in there. So, it's so you stuff- can't
1: you can't just in a pinch decide to like unravel your, you know, your 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 wrist uh no,
0: watch thing no. and then just yeah. Yeah, no, but three years ago on Christmas, I think you gave me one of those survival bracelets. It was a paracord survival bracelet where if you unravel it. Yeah. I remember you gave me one of those. Or it was a keychain. But yeah. Never had to use it. Yeah. Never never needed to tie something up so desperately that I had to take it apart and and use that. But I, I gotta get filled in. I've been so out of the picture. I want to know what's new, what's going on, what's going on at Gold Spot. What products are out there? Talk to me. Tell me something cool about fountain pens.
1: Uh, there's plenty of cool things about fountain pens. So very cool. Well, I so mean, where you. to where to start? I mean, it's just so many cool things. As fountain pens is always like the coolest of the cool. So uh, <laughs> uh, let me see. I was just I'm just gonna take a look at like the the latest around because i mean i think for a stretch of several weeks there's just been new pens that just pop up every single week uh Mm. the the benu ones that we mentioned was was definitely one of the holiday releases that was fun and exciting uh this past week was uh narwhal had introduced a nautilus in a christmas design Mm. uh so that was a a nice shimmery type of pen that has uh dark green red snowy white gold going through it and very shimmery i think it was made by the resin itself was made by starry night resins in mm. uh, texas then uh visconti introduced a couple of new uh voyager designs i think those are brooks acrylics made of uh there's a voyager and a mariposa mm-hmm. uh, which was like a butterfly sort of inspired design then um yeah, so we also introduced. Uh, oh, Goldspot had an exclusive called the mantis shrimp, which I think you would find interesting.
0: Where, where's that? Is that I? Look, I clicked on new arrivals just to see what's new.
1: It's on the first page of new arrivals. It's uh, it's it's called the Nar- uh, narwhal nautilus mantis shrimp. So if you could imagine, I don't know if many people are familiar with mantis shrimp, but they are basically like a shrimp. Or it looks kind of like a lobster it's more lobstery looking, but it's a shrimp that is rainbow-colored, like peacock-colored. And right. these things are notorious for having the strongest punch of any animal in the animal kingdom. Like, they, they have a wicked punch that will actually crack the shells, or it can't actually be in an aquarium because it will crack the glass. Like, it, it, the punch is that strong.
0: I've seen mantis shrimp on social media some time back. You're right. They look more like lobsters. Mm -hmm. I mean, so what they say about them is kind of hard to believe. You've mentioned them before, right? Like they punch so fast and the speed and the impact is so powerful that it's like the temperature of the sun or something like that. Well,
1: I think it creates the 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 velocity creates like this bubble that that happens where it's like it actually heats up the water to like a boil like right by where their where their their claw comes out to like punch but the they say the velocity of that punch is the same as a twenty two caliber bullet
0: hmm.
1: so it's like it's it's crazy and but you you watch demonstrations watch youtube videos of mantis shrimp fighting and killing other things they just they will just punch something to death that's how they kill things like they will Mm. they dismember crabs with a single punch it's it's incredible to see it
0: Mm. so i'm looking at let's say how powerful is a mantis shrimp punch the mini weight boxing title of the animal world belongs to the mantis shrimp, a cigar-sized crustacean with front claws that can deliver an explosive 60 mile per hour punch. I think a 22 goes faster than 60 miles per hour. The speed of the shrimp strike has been compared to that of a bullet leaving the barrel of a gun. Hold on, I gotta open that up and see. <laughs> I, I call bullshit on that. Yeah, watch, watch a few a t- YouTube videos, t- t- and you'll see. A university study of 8 million years of mantis strip evolution reveals how the little animal's fast weapon developed a dizzying array of shapes, from spiny and barbed spears to hatchets and hammers while still managing to pack a characteristic punch. This research sheds new light on how these amazing movements evolved. Okay, that doesn't tell me anything. I remember someone said, I think it might have been you, that it like the speed creates heat that's like... Equivalent to the sun, which I called bullshit on because
1: I don't know energy. about the uh, no, I, I don't think the the surface of the sun thing. This, yeah, that doesn't that sound right to me.
0: The whole fucking tank of water caused it to explode and stuff like that. I mean, I, I I honestly don't see how that could also break the glass. I mean, I've never heard of heard of heard of like a shrimp breaking the glass. Actually, maybe I, I read it somewhere. But that would suck, right? You have like a nice you know sixty five gallon. Of, saltwater aquarium for your mantis shrimp and then in the middle of the night it just bursts open because he punched the glass. <laughs> right? That would be hard. And you would you would have nothing to say but like, oh
1: like it's it's like my mantis shrimp tried to escape and Right, and you now know he's dead. You no. Know, so yeah. it's just a shame. Yeah. Um
0: right. so I mean but that's a nice looking pen, the narwhal mantis 160 did it say i just closed it and i didn't check the price uh
1: see that was uh yes true 160 dollars for the uh stainless steel nib it's got green trim i like green that. green pvd green. finish so it's it's unique in that aspect because mm-hmm. you don't really see any of the green uh pvd trims on that
0: that's kind of cool
1: yes yeah. so we also have there's yeah, there's been a lot of stuff uh with there's, like, some Sailors that that were introduced. Uh, let's see. There is... Uh, sailor's been getting into some dip pens lately mm-hmm. uh, because they want to do... Sailor has never really done any shimmer or super sheeny inks, if you've ever noticed, like, throughout their Sailor Ink Studio or... Uh, Sailor Shiki Ori ink lines is that they tend to just be more of less like shading or they do the multi-shading. They don't do shimmer or sheen, but what they've been doing is they introduce these uh, dipton uh, compass pens, which are which are dip nib pens that come in a different array of nib styles, uh, one of which being a fude nib, which is the one that bends upward. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty good for drawing. Um, then they introduce them with the, these dipton inks, which Uh, There's a set of three of them that are uh, shimmery. So they have a shimmer in it, and they also have a set of three that are uh, sheening. So if you're interested in kind of inks that you wouldn't normally throw in your fountain pen, uh, but you like the shimmering and sheet and sheening effect, they have, uh, Sailor's got some interesting inks to explore in that range as well. Cool. So uh, also, too, as we also had, uh, Goldspot had an exclusive. Uh, tis the season retro 51 pen which was one of the first pens ever made with uh, retro 51 pens made with diamond cast material uh Mm -hmm. so they've they've done some heinz uh pens recently uh but this is the first diamond cast pen it's a a nice dark burgundy pen with some gold that goes through it as well Mm -hmm. so and then gold um uh polished polished brass Trims. I'm, like, mm. stumbling over my words here. Um, and that was available in a fountain pen as well as a rollerball, but the fountain pen was basically, like, the leftover rod stock from producing the lineup of 364 rollerball pens. Right. So there was, like, only 40 fountain pens available, which went really, really quick. Um, yeah, that was, a, that was a nice quick release on uh, Black Friday. We released those, so.
0: Oh, that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, and then also... Um, there's I want to uh, about
0: something that I'm seeing on page two, okay, of of the new arrivals. Oh, and first other thing, can I make a suggestion on your gold spot no. page? Sure. So here's the thing: you got on the top, you know, the drop downs, fountain pens, brands, shop by category, specials, learning, new arrivals. Yes. I would put the new arrivals all the way to the left instead of all the way to the right.
1: You want the well the, that actually I, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of like some under the hood sort of things. Is that that's like a SEO thing? So for search engine purposes, you need to have your your stronger keywords be in the uh, be more upfront. Uh, so from a usability point of view, it would probably be more helpful to have new arrivals be like that first thing that you see there. But yeah. from like a search engine point of view, you want your your top tier keywords to be like the first one of the first oh, okay. pieces of navigation that are there. So like that's what we're trying to like be more uh, higher rank higher for.
0: Why don't you put new arrivals in the middle then? At least so Could... it's not all the way on the right.
1: Yeah, to have it like fun. to have it there. I'm seeing, like, if you that's could just change it that way. But I'm I got gotcha. you. am not a marketing
0: guy. You are. But I want to talk to you about this pen here. It's a Narwhal pen. Uh, it's called Ikaku. Okay. A novelar in Kuyen Tan Shoal. And right. I'm not sure how that's pronounced, but it's I-K-K-A-K-U. So I'm going to say Ikaku. Ikaku. I say Ikaku. 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 <laughs> that looks really nice. Mm-hmm. The that Aikaku is a is a very nice-looking green, yellow, and black pen. And I'm mm-hmm. looking at the product description. I mean, anyone can just look at it. It's, Ikaku is Japanese for the English word narwhal. And it's the name of Navalar's newest subsidiary brand and our newest venture for Yurushi Fountain pens. So this is a narwhal Yurushi?
1: Ba- essentially, yeah, boiling it down to that aspect. Yeah, it's it's basically Ikaku's narwhal is like premium line up of they only do um the Arushi like so, so they're they're basically like Nautilus designs. So it's mm-hmm. like it's got that standard cylindrical rounded end uh design to the pen and then they have an Arushi artist do their thing to it. So it's an ebonite based pen urushi lacquered and designed and everything does not have the piston mechanism it's a it's an eyedropper fill or it has the converter in it so it's an international converter or eyedropper converted uh design pen i see and has a gold nib instead of stainless steel
0: right right so the pen is made is still made in whatever chinese factory that they make it in and then they just have an artisan from japan do the urushi right Oh, I see. Well, I don't know where the
1: I don't know where the urushi artisan is from per, t- per se, but they do have urushi, you know, done to it. I don't know exactly. It's because like you know, a lot of the other pilot designs are like, oh, it's done by house, blah blah blah, and stuff like. I don't know. Like they don't specify about the urushi stuff. So
0: right. I'm also confused about the naming. They got uh, ikaku, Japanese for the English word narwhal, but then you have Kwan ten, and then in parentheses shoal a sandbank or sandbar just below the surface of the water shoal. Okay, mm-hmm. so what's it called? Is it called the Icon? Well, that's or the or design. design. So Ikaku is the brand.
1: So it's a, that's like the that's a subsidiary brand of Narwhal. And then the Kian Tan is, uh, is the name of the pen. So that's the name of the design.
0: Okay, I see. So the model name is Kian Tan. Right. And the subsidiary line... Is I you. Mm-hmm. Got it. <laughs> you love that. <laughs> uh-huh. I do. I mean it's a beautiful pen. It's I mean, it's gorgeous looking at it. It's
1: just mm-hmm.
0: yellow and it it really does look unique and nice and it's beautiful. I wonder how many layers of Yorushi are on it. That I couldn't tell you. But
1: no, I don't I don't know that for say. But I mean I've seen these in person. I've actually seen one that is being exclusively released this week too uh mm-hmm. this week being I, I mean i don't know when this episode is dropping but today's sunday and it's going to be probably tuesday when this new uh ikaku pen for gold spot's going to be released and oh, it's, it's going to have to gold spot. it's going to have this this new pen that's going to be released actually it's it's on the website currently it's it's the one that's called seaweed i can't pronounce whatever it is that it's um it's Ikaku. what is it Hold let's on. see haizao i, I can't think it's page is it's, on. it's not so it wouldn't be in new arrivals because it hasn't been uh, it hasn't been launched yet but it's the it's the seaweed arushi with the regalia flex nib so, so this how do I is not for it? so you could look it up by if you type in Ikaku and then seaweed It'll be much easier to find once it actually gets released, but it's yeah. it, since it's out of stock, it doesn't show up immediately when you start typing for things, because it'll prioritize the those things in then. stock. Uh, if, if, let's say oh, you went to...
0: Shanghai Sh- Deep Sea? No, that's not it, is it? No, oh, no. Oh, here we go. This one is the Icock by Novelar Fountain Pen in Zhao Seaweed, Hizao. Kurushi, yep, Regala, Flexnib. Mm-hmm. They're, they're yes. making bold claims here. They're saying words like Flexnib. nib. <sighs>
1: yeah but this yeah this is this is a flex nib (laughs) this is a flex nib all right it's a it's so it's the it's the ralph reyes uh the regalia writing labs flex nib so this is something that he does he engineers he engineered this nib over years and has produced a nib that he like hand makes every single one of these and has it tuned so that they it flexes like you would expect Vintage Flex to flex like. What kind it's, of feed does it use? It uses an ebonite feed, a, a, um, oh. a flexible nib factory ebonite feed that's made for uh, pilot pens mm. uh, that has a, tr- uh, was it? It's for the CON70 converters. Is it That's what it includes is the CON70 converter. It's got like triple fissure uh, feed and it's got a very, very deep, wide, uh set for those fissures so that it will flood not not flood the nib with ink but it will keep it up like for the flexing
0: mm. i have to test so. this bad boy out
1: it's a it's a fun nib and i actually had just interviewed ralph uh we shot a video on friday to mm-hmm. talk about his regalia uh flex nib and its mm. various iterations over time and his inspiration for it it's it's a it's a pretty deep you know, interview that we got to, got a chance to talk with him about. And uh, it's the, the nib is just like, I've, I've played with it when it was introduced back in August, he had Mm -hmm. put it on another Ikaku pen that was released at the DC pen show that didn't last more than a day. Like they were gone like less than a day, all those Ikakus. And um, it's, it's a fantastic nib. It's just like, it's one of those, it's one of those nibs that people will hunt down to go find them just to just so they could find just the nib too, because he has mm-hmm. like such a great reputation for his work and and how much he is, puts into each one of these things.
0: How how are the sales on the ikaku, the the first one we talked about? How are those? Um, how are the sales on those doing? You know they 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 sell okay.
1: Like there like there's a a piece or two that go out. It's it's not it's not anything very crazy. It's not like that they drop. Especially since they, since Narwhal and Ikaku tend to make a lot of different designs in different colors, and then have them come out kind of like Esterbrook does, like every other weeknight, basically. Uh, so, so hmm. some of these things, like they will go, but it's just as a matter of, well, is it a color that people are looking for? Or is it something that, you know, it's like, you don't, you just hope that they don't make too many of these, and it just, you know, becomes it's like, cool. oh, it's, yeah, it's just as like there's way too many to choose from now
0: yeah you know the only reason i'm asking is just because i'm wondering how well received a narwhal or novelar pen mm-hmm. ranging from six to eight hundred dollars is mm-hmm. to yeah. the public to people looking at this stuff right because 160 dollars for a narwhal pen is one thing and then all of a sudden i'm looking through the gold spot page and there's like five or six different lines of ikakus and they mm-hmm. range from six to eight hundred dollars. And yeah. as much as I like narwhal <laughs> and I understand why the cost goes up for something in the Arushi in the Arushi line, do you think that maybe it's too soon to try something like this? Especially considering looking at all the only research I've done is by looking at the gold spot product description, right? Mm-hmm. There's no information on the arushi lacquer process there's no information that would convince me that it warrants this kind of price tag right
1: right right. i I think feedback has been pretty good so far uh, for just in general that it's been that people have really enjoyed it the uh particularly the the most the the most of that we've sold so far has been through that regalia release that we did back it back with the dc show um, what that one, what was so that? because they don't make a lot of these, so they'll okay. make. They made, I think, for DC, they made like fifty pens, for example, in right. with that Regalia Flex nib. So I think we had, I think Goldspot had maybe like, I don't know, like five or six of them, possibly, mm-hmm. and that just went out within a day. That was the best. That was, and that's where right. we got some some what, really. What did that one cost. That one was. It was seven ninety nine, so it was eight hundred dollars for that.
0: Eight hundred dollars, right? So like, it's crazy yeah. to me that a Visconti Homo Sapien is the same price as a Narwhal pen, or rather, I'm going to say it the other way around: a Narwhal pen is the same price as a Visconti Homo Sapien, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I if I had to choose between that's the two, coming
1: up into like a, a championship heavyweight class, right there, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. It's kind of like I I just like it's almost. Baffling that yeah. it's it that a narwhal pen costs that much. Yeah, right? I don't know. Yeah, maybe I'm being mean. Like if looking back at the, I forgot which one had the flex nib. Was it the seaweed one? Yes. Okay, the seaweed one. You have that nib on it and stuff like that. And when you have a nib like that, and you put it on a pen and it, it works as well as you know you say it does and stuff, people will mm-hmm. buy it, right? But that Shoal one—that's six hundred mm-hmm. dollars. Like, like you can get a Sailor Leonardo pen for that much. Yeah.
1: Right. Well, and not maybe not this because those are very few and far between. I mean, basically mm-hmm. you get them bespoke on Leonardo's website. But like an Ebonite one, you could. Mm-hmm. so you know it's it but yeah but i mean there's at, at that level once you get past like the 300 and up i just feel that it's a it's just like a wild gambit for it's just it just is up to like whatever it is that particular that you're looking for whether mm-hmm. it is that material for the pen or like a certain level of uniqueness if it was like hand embellished or you know like painted with with bennu stuff or whatever mm-hmm. it, like it just really is up to what you're attaching value to because it it's like at that point it's like it's like i i you know it's like 300 bucks and up it's just it's whatever it is that you're trying to like aim for that's right. what you want you know so for example for this it's more or less like for the for the ikaku stuff it's like i want an urushi pen that is going to look as as awesome as let's say something i would send to bokumondo because like mm-hmm. let's say if i wanted to send one of my sailors to bokumondo uh, my most recent one for the Montblanc 146, that customization cost, it was like 350 or so dollars, just for mm. the Arushi stuff. So so if I wanted to, let's say, get a narwhal, just a plain black ebonite narwhal, uh, $120, steel nib, and I wanted to send it to Bokumundo, that's going to probably then, combined with the original cost of the pen, it's going to be around like $500 plus dollars. Mm-hmm. So and I won't. I'll still have a steel nib. These ikakus have 14 karat gold nibs at least to start with. With the with the other ones that are the the, the 600, you know those. Mm-hmm. So so like, you're you're looking. That's what you're kind of aiming for with this purchase. Is you want to have an arushi lacquered pen. Like you want to have right. something that's going to be in that namiki the, lo- so look to me, and tier. The
0: mystique of an urushi pen is mm-hmm. deeply rooted in the artisan that does it. Right, the signature okay. on it, the the little like vertical. But they
1: don't have the detail as far as what, where that's coming from.
0: Yeah, I don't know anything about this. I don't know who's doing this. They might have just dropped it into a vat of like a rushi and then swirled it around, and you got this amazing pattern. You know what I mean? Like one of the, like I said, the mystique about it is the artisan. And for example, you take like a namiki, and you know that that artisan who worked on the Namiki, went to school for like 20 years for it and he's a legitimate artisan of it and stuff like that. This is going to sound like a real asshole statement and I'm not trying to sound like an asshole. I just want to get a grip. I'm trying to get a hold of what this pen is and its price. And I'm going to make a comparison and tell me if I'm wrong or if I'm right, okay? Okay. And it's going to sound really mean I I mean it when I say I'm not trying to be, I'm just trying to wrap my head around it. From what I'm seeing, okay, looking at the information which is limited on the Aikaku Kaku, it's almost like it's a Yurushi pen, but the fast food version to me. Okay. Because with Arushi pens and stuff like that whenever there is marketing material about it they're more than happy and willing to talk about the artisan involved they're mm-hmm. always proud of the fact that they had an artisan work on this you know do working on the pen how long it takes to make the pen and and all that stuff yeah so why not in this pen's case
1: i will i will say this about them i think that that's something that I could definitely improve on. I think the way that we maybe we could change this from being like more, let's say, like saying the fast food thing and being a little bit more, you know, let's say like giving some pointed criticism is that, well, why don't they give more of a view on like how that is done? You know, and I, and I see this a lot with also their their new releases and things is that the information that they give to the retailers is basically like here's a new version of our nautilus for the vacation or whatever here's another Mm -hmm. jonathan brooks pen but they don't really you know they don't give that extra little bit like they kind of are like well people understand jonathan brooks oh great you know and then here's the pen here's a narwhal pen you know or or that they're like oh we did this new uh original plus pen and we did in a mm-hmm. different color like they, they they do need i think a little bit more of that um that backstory to right. each of these designs even even in the other line in their in their normal narwhal line but especially though i definitely think in the yakaku line really needs more of that uh right, backstory right. and information because that because like you said I would also want to know too like if i'm buying into Mm -hmm. one of these especially if i am a purchaser of Arushi lacquered pens i would like to know who made it like how is it made right i want i want to understand where my extra money is being spent
0: right and the thing is you were talking about Bokumundo. right so you take like a blank nautilus made of ebonite and that's mm-hmm. 160 bucks. Bokumondo sh- charges 350, so that's like 500 right there, right? It has a stainless steel nib, so it's it's about 500 to get that pen made up. You know who the artisan is. You know and you could artisan. actually say
1: you could actually tell Bokumondo, I saw this on your Instagram feed, this particular right. design. Put this on this narwhal pen, and that's why I do. That's why I like doing it that way, is because you get the
0: full customization right. out of it. So in the case of the Aikaku pens, it seems they're giving, they're putting out a generic version of Yurushi, And the, the whole point of spending all the money on a Yurushi pen like that, spending $800 on a Yurushi pen by Platinum, or, or by Namiki, or Pilot, or I'm missing one of the Japanese names, Platinum Namiki Sailor, or something like that, right? So yes. Or too. Montreal right. it, Wancher, too. Wancher also does that, too. is a big one, is, mm-hmm. the, is the description of the artisans. Is You're buying into the culture. You're buying into the mystique the art. of the culture. You're buying into mm-hmm. the art. You're buying into the commitment of the artists. When they put a product out like this, and it looks gorgeous, but they tell you nothing about it, to me, it's like, well, you know, that that's great. It's the difference between buying a print of a painting and buying the painting, right? Mm-hmm. I need to know. I think they should say something about it. Because yeah. they're they're doing everything else. They're selling the pen, they're charging for the pen. Why not give the information on it? I don't know, it's just my suggestion. Yeah. It might be like I'm not trying to undersell, I'm not trying to unsell it. I'm just saying that if you're going to play in the Arushi game, then play in the Arushi game, right? Yeah. Like like, like do it right. Right. Yeah. Where is the artisan from? Is he trained? You know, I'm sure he's trained. Where is he trained? You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. You know, typically, and historically speaking, Japanese Yorushi pens sell for a high price point. But there's also what's called Chinese lacquer, which is the Chinese version of Yorushi that historically doesn't sell as much. So as a consumer, if I'm spending $800 or $600 on a quote-unquote Yorushi pen, mm-hmm. then I want to know that it is in fact Yerushi. And if it's not, and it's just Chinese lacquer, then I want to pay for Chinese lacquer, not yurushi, right? right? So this is not like a, a, a race thing. I'm not saying Chinese are more, less, more or less competent than the Japanese. I'm just mm-hmm. saying that there's tradition associated with the Japanese that is separate from Chinese, right? I know the Chinese created the yurushi and the Japanese took it on and did their own thing with it. And, but it's, it's kind of like if I'm paying for authentic Italian food, which would cost more than the Olive Garden, then I want to know why I'm paying more for the authentic Italian food. I would be upset if I went to an authentic Italian restaurant to find out that it's just a renamed Olive Garden. You know what I mean? So yeah. this is what I'm talking about in this case. I think it's just interesting. and maybe Maybe you could talk to Frank about it, you know? Yeah, what are your we could uh about, you tell me no i, I, I sure
1: or... no 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 I think definitely you have a point in regards to you know giving more information because I think it only helps them I think it only helps the case that uh to to show the value that's there mm-hmm. you know because because the people do want to know that that key important aspect is like well you know the artisan that does this because the whole concept of the ikaku line is that it's a handmade you know it's a hand done you know process of this urushi mm-hmm. so show it being done you know show who does yeah. it show show the reason why there's so much value that would be in it so yeah. um so that way people are fully understanding of that fact you know that that, that this is this is a valuable piece of writing instrument you know mm-hmm. so i i totally agree
0: yeah beautiful pen. I, I can't wait for you to send me one in the mail. But <laughs> having said that, I think it's time to wrap this up. I don't want to go too long because i got things yeah. to do. And uh, I just want to remind everybody, please check out my sponsors, Goldspot Pens. And if you're going to pick anything up or stuff your stockings or put something under a tree, please check out Goldspot using the affiliate link in the description below. And use coupon code FOLIAGE. I don't know what relevance that had to do with anything. Why we chose foliage. It doesn't, it blows my mind. Also, don't forget to check out Luxury Brands of America, the Endless Recorder that Tom has. I actually have one here myself. I haven't had time. You to do. Use it. There you uh, go. As well as the Rainforest pen and the Christmas pens that they have from Benu. Thanks again for watching slash listening. I love you guys. Be well. Be safe. Stay inky.